Today's episode is sponsored by Oxfam. Lauren, did you know that they have an online shop? Game changing, especially since they have over 160,000 books listed with new books being added every single day. It is an amazing place to hunt for unique books. There are even loads of rare signed and first editions to find. And also most of them are absolute bargains. And since we're always talking about which books would make excellent gifts, we are delighted to share that a key finding in Oxfam's 2022 survey about secondhand Christmas gifts was that books are the most popular secondhand gift, both to receive and to give. Cheaper for you and more special for the person you're gifting. And because of this knowledge, Oxfam are offering two free delivery promotions between the 2nd and 5th of December and then again between the 12th and 15th of December. So pop those in your calendars. And whilst you're there, you should probably make note of our discount code too, which will give you a further 20% off. Just visit www.onlineshop.oxfam.org.uk and use the code BOOKRECOS20. So this Christmas, shop secondhand. It's better for the people and the planet. And by shopping with Oxfam, you help to fight poverty and injustice around the world. Welcome to Book Recos Between the Pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. And we're the pals behind Book Recos. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. It is the first episode of December and therefore perfect timing to get into this year's festive books. We're going to share our thoughts on some of the new festive releases that you should definitely try and read this month to get into the festive spirit. How was Copenhagen, Jess? It was lovely. It's quite a small city if you have, if no one um, has been. You can walk everywhere, which is ideal, because mm. then like everything's a bit chill. Yeah, my friend who lives in Copenhagen sent me a message on the other day whilst you were there saying, Jess looks like she's having the most wholesome trip. <laughs> and I was like, I want to go even more now. It, it was so perfect to get yeah. into the festive mood because there's... Tivoli Gardens, which is like a theme park, kind of. Okay. Um, and then, like, I cannot even imagine what it's like the rest of the year because you can't walk one step without, like, seeing a Christmas tree. Like, it's just covered in Christmas tree and decorations. Oh. But it must be empty the rest of the year. Oh, I thought you meant it was a Christmas theme park. So it's just a theme chart. Yeah, park. and then oh, they make lovely. it so frigging festive. Oh, I love that. I'm so in the festive spirit. Are you in the festive spirit yet, Lauren? Do you know what? I wasn't, but as of last weekend when I started reading Festive Reads in Mm. preparation for this episode, that's helped. And then being in Covent Garden with you last night made me feel really festive because I was just waiting for you to arrive, drinking a mulled wine. They were playing Christmas songs, they had Christmas decorations up, and I felt myself, I was getting over the line. You were smiling into your book when I walked up to you. Was I? Yeah. I was like, oh, what's going on? It's a very wholesome book. Can't yeah, wait to I mean, we'll, it. we'll get on to it. Um, Decorations-wise, what's your yeah. stance? Do you like it to be up... Do you like decorations up in November, December? It's, it's a divider, that. 
Thing is, I don't really have an opinion. I would have it up earlier. My flat's too small to really go out for Christmas, so mm. I don't have a tree. I'll put up, like, small decorations. But it does really annoy me at home, at my family home, because they don't put their tree up until, like, I don't know, a week before Christmas. That's just why. It really upsets me because then it's down and, like, it's down really quickly. Yeah, yeah. I live with someone that would... He, he likes to say... Like, the more you ask, the later it goes up. And I'm like, but you actually love them being up. Like, he loves seeing the Christmas tree up and we've bought garlands. Guys, my reco to you is on, like, the 26th and 27th of December, hit up all the garden centres because all the Christmas decorations are, like, 50% off. It's what it's Before we'd even moved in together, it's how we bought our first Christmas tree. <laughs> didn't live together, didn't have a house, but we were like, we're plugging by this tree for £200 less than it should be. My mum went last year because she'd she'd seen a story you'd mm. done about hitting up a garden centre and getting so many bargains. Got so many fucking garlands. We actually bought five garlands and two of them got the banister and then three of them go round the door. I'll have to put some stories. But yeah, we're doing it this weekend. Look, like, oh, fucking wait! That is the best way to get in the festive spirit. Yeah, and do you know what else I bought on sale last year? What? All the Christmas smelling candles. I bought them mm. after Christmas. So they've been You're in a so box. You're so smart. I'm so You're so smart. smart. I'm so smart. I'm just not that... I'll never be that level of organised. I, I would like to be. Mm. And in the moment, I don't give a fuck. And, you know, now I wish I, I was that organised last year because it would make things easier. Yeah. But you know, sometimes, what we were saying the other day, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's a problem for tomorrow Jess tomorrow or, Jess loves to do jobs yeah I'm like future Jess is future Jess problem but sometimes I give a little gift to future Jess and I'm like I'm going to buy 50% off candles put them in a little box and future Jess is going to be so happy at the beginning of December do you know what my limit for that is all I do is before I go on holiday or a long weekend away or even if I'm just going to my parents house for the weekend I tidy my flat mm. and make sure that when I come back it's really tidy and clean and it's like a little present to Lauren on, you know, when she comes back from holiday that, oh, well, at least the flat looks really tidy. Yeah. We love future Jess and Lauren. Yeah, and they love us. They love sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about some books? Shall we talk about <clears throat> some books? Um, let's. So, I'm actually really excited for today's episode to spread some Christmas cheer. Mm, we are elves Three. today. <laughs> We're also elves on wine. We should probably say that. Was it not? Was it not obvious? Um, so Jess, have you read a festive book before your trip? So maybe you can kick us off with the one that you did read. I would love to. And I did slightly mention it in the last episode because I was reading it at that time. And it is The Christmas Wish by Lindsay Kelk. If you listen to our, um, what's it called, our episode? The Books That Defined Our Teens. I chatted a little bit about Lindsay Kelk's I Heart series at I Heart New York, I Heart Paris or wherever else it is. And I just, they're not for young adults. I just love them as a young adult. And she's brought out a Christmas book and it was just an utter joy to be back in her writing. So I will oh. drop the synop for you, which I think I said in the last episode, I didn't actually read um, before reading the book so it was nice to treat to then find out what the book was about I've done that with every single of my records for this episode I did it with another one and we will get on to that <laughs> oh my <laughs> I can imagine I, I think I know what you might be talking well, about well I think yeah okay 
I'll do this this one first. Go on, hit us. <laughs> so it is, ever wished it could be Christmas every day? Wish again. Newly single lawyer Gwen Baker is hoping that a family Christmas, countryside, a mountain of food and festive films will salve the sting of her career hanging by a thread and her heart being trampled on. Because everyone else has their life sorted. Even Dev, her boy next door crush, is now a tall, dark and handsome stranger with a fiancé. She can't help wishing her future was clearer. Then Gwen wakes up to discover it's Christmas Day all over again. Like Groundhog Day, but with turkey. And family arguments on repeat. As she figures out how to escape her own particular Christmas hell, Dev is the one bright spot. He might be all grown up, but underneath he's just as kind and funny as she remembers. Maybe, just maybe, her heart can be mended after all. But how do you fall in love with someone who can't remember you from one day to the next? Ooh. Mm. I feel like you only just read a thriller about a woman reliving days. Mm. You're big into time travel this season. I am. And I'm wondering, am I reliving days? (laughs) (laughs) And you know how I always used to... Early podcast listeners will know that I always used to refer to sliding doors and I'd never seen it. Yeah, yeah. I do that with Groundhog Day. (laughs) Never seen it, but I talk about it all All the time. All the time. (laughs) I've never watched Groundhog Day I was like, guys, it's Groundhog Day, it's Groundhog Day. (laughs) Uh, no, actually, I have watched Groundhog Day you? with an ex-boyfriend, and he, I fell asleep during it because I was just so fucking bored of watching I mean, it's the Groundhog same Day. scene every single time. It's not a good movie. Wouldn't recommend. Isn't it? I don't think so. I mean, I fell asleep, so... Yeah, that's not a good sign. No. Yeah, okay. Um, on this uh, book, actually, I was in Waitrose the other day, and I saw it was on special offer, so... In Waitrose, no less. <laughs> like, you know, usually it's say no's with the offers. Yeah. Um, it was wonderful did it get you into the festive spirit very much because it's very much like it's just her family and so you know like every family has their own like little traditions and like it's just a really normal day I actually think Christmas day is so overrated just as a side note same with New Year's Day. Yeah, like you just... New Year's Eve. Christmas is all about the build-up, and then the day you're like, I'm just going to cool. eat and sit around and actually be yeah. a bit bored if we don't play a game. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, this is like her family making lunch. They have bacon butties in the morning. They open presents. Her dad accidentally buys her, buys her a vibrator, thinking it's a massage. <laughs> it's, it's great. And so like it's just kind of like nice and normal, but still gets you in the festive mood. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and so basically, like it sounds a lot like a romance from the back. And it is a romance. But it's also a lot about her family. Like each day she kind of connects with a different member of her family. And like That's her really and her sweet. sister don't really get on. She actually finds out a bit about more her, her mom and her dad. Like it's just really nice. That does sound really nice. And when you mentioned it in last week's episode, like you did with um, the woman who sees her son being stabbed. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, would I just lose my patience with that book if it's just like the same thing chapter after chapter? Mm. But actually, having different conversations, that makes it sound much more interesting. Yeah. Yeah but it did stress me out again because I'm such a time travel wizard now that like I was like you're an expert oh no you're living like a different version of this day each time when be you careful. eventually come into the main day be careful, which Gwen. of these days is going to be the one that stays yeah but it sort of I mean I won't ruin it but yeah that was on my mind a lot I was like come on Gwen yeah I've seen your films <laughs> and you know what Sliding Doors main character is played by Gwyneth Paltrow it's all coincidence coming I together. think not 
I also have to watch Castaway because I refer to that all the time. Wilson! <laughs> Never seen it. Never seen it. Talk about it. I have time. watched that. That is a bloody great film. Every time I'm like, maybe very I should just watch it. And I'm like, oh, I just don't Very know. long. I think we could chop some, chop and change some chapters If I know who Wilson is, am I fine? He's the, he's the bull. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's, you know. Do you know what? Really funny story and it's actually a Christmas story. Then you can tell it. <laughs> is when I... When my family first moved into our house, I was maybe in, uh, maybe nine or ten. Anyways, we got this new sound system. My parents, I was about to go to bed, my mum had turned off the TV, and she was telling me and my brother, we need to go up to bed. It was like a week before Christmas. And all of a sudden we just heard this noise like, anybody out there? Help me. Wilson. No Wilson, (laughs) but like, help. And like all of this, like this strange man. And me and my mum were like, oh my God, what's happening? Like, where is that noise coming from? The TV was off, everything was off. And my brother was like, looking up the chimney. And he's Santa like, Claus. Is it, is it Santa? <laughs> is, is Santa stuck up the chimney? And me and mum laughed it off. And then it went like quiet for like a minute. And then it came back again. We're like, where is this coming from? And then me and my mum genuinely thought, it's coming from the chimney. It's Santa. It is Santa. But it was just cast away and the TV was off, but the sound was still playing. <laughs> and the opening scene is like 10 minutes long of not a lot of dialogue. And every now and then he'll be like, help me. <laughs> we were like, maybe someone is stuck up the chimney and maybe it's Santa. I would love to see Tom Hanks play Santa. Me too. I'm yeah. sure he does in some kind of Pixar Disney rendition. Yeah, I hope. I hope that's He's in that snow, snowball express or snow train. Polar express. Yeah, that's. The oh, one. is he? Yeah, I've never he's really the voice of in that. Polar express. He is the voice of that. He's good. Okay. Um, um, well, anyway, yeah, this book, big reco. Yeah. Um, and actually, just a quick little tidbit of when I was reading it is that actually because they get to Christmas Day so soon in the book, like they're travelling home mm. on Christmas Eve, and I was like oh no, oh no, the Christmas spirit's going to be over too soon if Christmas is going to happen this early in the book. And like, we got to the end of Christmas Day and I was like, oh my God, there's still like three quarters of the book left. Like, yeah, is it actually going to be festive at all? So actually I was really relieved which kept reliving Christmas Thank God for that. Thank God for that. That's an occasion where reading the blurb would have helped. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't have been so panicked. Um, Okay. Next book. Next book. We have to talk about this one immediately. So... This is the other one we didn't read the blurb of. And, and I then, absolutely jokes that neither of us did. Neither. But then I said to Lauren, I was like, Lauren, I think I like saw something on um, Instagram that actually this book's a bit sexy. I think it's actually about a porn star. But we still didn't really dabble in the blurb. Um, I didn't read the blurb at all. No. And also we didn't, we were just sent this book by HarperCollins. So in like, a really lovely, cute package. Cute. And we got like goodies with it. We yeah, got we got a little candy cane and, and hot a candy chocolate. cane. Yeah, but yeah. So, so I was like, "This is going to be a really cute read." Cute. Yeah, they should have sent it Reader, with a dildo. It was not <laughs> cute. It was kind of cute. It was spicy. It was. If you want some winter spice, <laughs> this is the one. Lauren, drop the sun up. <laughs> oh no, the crisps! I'm going to eat them while okay. you do that. Just away from the mic, okay. please. When B Hobbs takes the lead in a squeaky clean romantic Christmas movie, there are only three rules. Number one, don't get involved with anybody on set. Number two, don't tell anyone what you do for a living. Number three, definitely don't get involved with anyone on set. 3B, 
seriously. Now, she's filming in Christmas Notch, a small town with Christmas trees and festive tunes all year round, but Bee's got a secret identity to hide and it's not family friendly. And her co-star, Nolan Shaw, an ex-boy band member, infamous for his own X-rated antics, not only knows it, but is secretly her biggest fan. And when things start to heat up on set, Bee and Nolan must keep this steamy affair under wraps or risk ruining everything. I'm going to read Steamy McSteamerson. The little extract that I put on stories. Go on, take it away. So I braved this book on my commute. And I think you said you did as well. I did too. I had so much fear that the person next to me was reading it over my shoulder because every page is absolutely... Filthy. (laughs) Savage. Yeah. Um, So this is the bit I put on our stories that said... Sunny plopped down on the floor in a sea of dildos, butt plugs, silk ties, harnesses, Benoit balls, pocket rockets, anal beads, paddles, ball gags, and vibrating cock rings. <laughs> and I was like, that's on page 12. I was like, where right, is okay. this we're in for a We're in for a, a hot sesh. Yeah, and it, it's, it's winter spice. That's what it is. And Winter spice and all things nice. What it also is, though... I think it's a good romance. No, like, it's a good romance, I think. What do you think? I think so too, actually. It's a believable romance. Yeah. Liked that the main uh, protagonist, B, wasn't your skinny, typical rom-com. Yeah, so she's um, a porn star, as we said. And she also has... It's not only... They don't call it OnlyFans, but it's essentially like OnlyFans as yeah. like her side hustle as well. Um, but actually she's really fucking good at it and it means that she can have like total control when she stars yeah. in films and things and she is a larger lady I think she's a larger lady and she is bisexual as well she's bisexual and so is the male star in yeah. it he's bisexual too and it's just like a really like part of the reason it's almost like a cosy Christmas read is because everyone is like there's no transphobia homophobia fat phobia like. oh yeah that's not the story at all yeah that's so it's just, just really nice that actually everyone in it is really accepting of one another and agreed. it just get like it's that environment doesn't exist in loads of books so when you're in yeah. one you're like i'm actually just feeling cozy and festive from that it's like when you watch Shit's creek it's that it's yes that you're so right because i was thinking that when i was reading it as well like i'm really glad that this isn't the storyline yes the storyline is something separate and this is just part of the identity of the main characters which you know is how things should be yeah i also really liked that there was the sort of secret element to it in that because um nolan doesn't want people he's trying to recreate his image because he's got a bit of a bad boy image Mm -hmm. and b is under strict instructions to not let the people at hope flicks which is like netflix um know about her actual job and that whole thing that they she was working under a well she a porn uh, job is under a pseudonym. Yeah. And she was working this job for Hope Flicks under her real name. Yeah. And it's like, there's just like an extra element that they're both in on it. They're not keeping secrets from each other. Yeah. But they know, oh, like, we can't do this because I'm trying to do this and I've got yeah. to keep this secret. Forbidden it's love. It's a bit fun. Yeah. Forbidden love. It's a, it's a whole genre. It's steamy. It's steamy and, you know, it, it worked for them. It will warm you up this winter <laughs> I feel like a bit of a like radio ad person <laughs> when I do that 
Um, it's really fun. It's I found it really it's fun. Really Did you fun. Find it really fun. I actually woke up early this morning to finish it because I was like, Bet you I did. have. Bet you <laughs> did. But I'm like really invested in their relationship. Yeah, same. The ending I really enjoyed as well. I thought it ended perfectly, and just when you thought, oh god, this is getting a bit much now, they pull it back, and then. They like work up to yeah, the Yeah, they is a good scenes. point because it's written by two people. It's Correct. written by Julie Murphy and Sierra Simone. And as a duo, we love a duo. We do. Um, and what was I going to say? It's just gone out of my head. No, I wanted to ask you. Yes. On the festivometer, which I've just created. Okay. So on the festivometer. That I'm sounds gonna... like vomit. Okay. On the. Festometer. Um, yeah, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, to me. I get what you mean. For festiveness, <laughs> yeah. Um, where are you oh, ranking God, it out of five? Because um, I, I think Christmas wishes are four. Them. Like it did make me festive, but I'm doing a four. I would actually then say this is a four. It's not a five because the relationship is the number one yeah, driver of yeah, the yeah, plot. Yeah. The fact that it's Christmas time is secondary to the plot. Yeah. It's very festive because they're in this like Christmas town. The strip club is called North Pole. Love you know, a l- lot of fun to be had there. But yeah, you're right. Four out of five. Four. Okay. Okay. Do you want to talk about the one that I haven't read now? Okay. Take. I'm just going to, while you pick it up, rewind listeners back to last year and the year before. And where, the year before. So in 2020, a bleak year. It was a very bleak year. We are sent Season in the Snow by Isla Gordon. <laughs> And it's just a simple story of a woman who gets a dog and goes to the... Does she go to the Swiss Alps? Her best friend dies. Let's Her best friend dies. That. She goes to the Swiss Alps. She meets some lovely people there. She has a dog. That's the story. It. She falls in love. It touched Lauren like no <laughs> other book has. She's reread it since. And in last year's podcast episode, we were sent another book by her. Which you didn't vibe with as much. It was called um, A Winter in Wonderland. You liked that more. That made me really fucking festive last year, but Mm. you didn't like it as much. I I still enjoyed it, but I didn't like it as much. Nothing will ever be seen. (laughs) It will never... Let's just say that now. No other book will live up to Not even (laughs) Shantaran. Not even Shantaran. Like, I cannot walk past a, a Bernese mountain dog without thinking about... Bear? Bear. And Alice and Season in the Snow. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Lauren's now got Isla Gordon's latest, latest Christmas book, which is called A Snow f- Snowfall by the Sea. Which Lauren did read as Snowball by the Sea to yes, me, and I was like, yes. that can't be right. <laughs> and actually, whilst I was waiting for you the other day, uh, this waiter came up to me. He was like, A Snowfall by the Sea. What happens? And I'm like, Well, I, d- I don't know. I'm only halfway through the book. Let me let me get back to you. But he read it as Snowfall, which I thought was very interesting. Because it's called Snowfall. Well, because it looks like a bee. Anyways, um, drop that snop. Okay. Oh, gosh, it's a long one. Um, Cleo loves winter by the sea. The tourists leave as the temperatures drop, the fairy lights go up, and it starts to feel like home again. It's also the last time of year that her best friend Elliot returns. But through the seasons change, Cleo doesn't, though the seasons change. Cleo doesn't. Stuck in a people-pleasing rut, she spent so long thinking about everyone around her that she's lost sight of what she wants, and she wants Elliot. And this year she's finally going to tell him. With snow settling on wave 
break bay, Cleo's Christmas for two is disrupted by the arrival of her entire family and more guests keep coming. As she works hard to make sure everyone else is having the most wonderful time of year, will Cleo finally pluck up the courage to stand up for herself and to follow her heart? Cutesy vibes. Yeah, was it cute? Was it compelling? Was it a page turner? It was very wholesome. Nice. It was a page turner. I found myself feeling really cosy and uplifted every time I read it Mm -hmm. and wanting to pick it up for that feeling of coziness. Love that. That's exactly what we want from a festive record. 100%. Like last night I watched... (laughs) I'm a celebrity's over, but the chat keeps coming. Did you you watch the... Yes. Let's get on to that. (laughs) So I watched that and afterwards... I would usually like watch some TV, like an episode of The Crown or something Mm. before bed, but turn the telly off so I could read a few more chapters of this, which I think is a really good sign of a good book, particularly a cosy book. And it was that. It's like a will-they-won't-they kind of vibe. Mm. Um, They're best friends since childhood. They've spent some time apart, but they keep coming back to each other and they're best friends, but they keep friend zoning each other. And when the other person mm. like is like, I'm ready to tell him or her that I love them, the other person's not in that space. So it's like, will they, won't they kind of vibes throughout yeah. the whole book. Like A Christmas Wish, was that what it was called? Yeah. Christmas happened very early on, <gasps> got very worried that we that was it. We were, yeah, but no, Christmas Day is just a long day. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, so, festivometer. I would say the whole thing is she, Cleo, gives herself the deadline of telling Elliot that she loves him by Christmas, by oh. the end of Christmas Day. So, actually, the festivometer, festometer, is pretty high Hi. because it's snowing, they're by the seaside family drop in unannounced they play a game of um like a a murder mystery game fun that's quite fun and yeah i'd say it's pretty festive compared to the other two so it's more festive yeah love that or four and a half i just had a thought go on and i feel a bit sorry for isla gordon why so she just writes christmas or at least for the last three years christmas books does she feel festive at Christmas if she spends the year writing about Christmas? Really or is she question. all christmas down? Um, fun fact for you, she also has five romantic comedies published under the name Lisa Dickinson. Mischievous. I reckon Lisa is her real name. And Isla's her festive name. I think so, because yeah. Isla feels very festive. Gordon. Gordon. You know? it feels like, is that Santa Claus's real name? The you know? other fun fact about her is she has a T-Rex-sized Bernese mountain dog. Classic. So Bear exists. Do you think she bought him after writing I... about Bear? Oh. Do you think she wrote no, such a I wonderful think... dog that she bought one? No, I think the only... Bear was so realistic that he like was a real... Like 6.30 from Lessons in Yeah, chemistry. he was real already. Okay. I'm really happy for you. Yeah, me too. I was smashed it out of the park for you this year. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Should we move on to the last book that we bloody read? Let's do it. So, this book is um, called Whiteout. Mm-hmm. And it is... Um, I'm going to backtrack. There is a group of very famous YA authors, like 
Angie Thomas, who wrote The Hate You Give, or Nicola Yoon, who wrote The Sun Is Also A Star, and they collectively wrote a book called Blackout. And now, this festive period, they have a YA novel called Whiteout. <laughs> and I absolutely love the similar titles. And so in Blackout, New York City grinds to a halt in a heat wave when there is a blackout. And in Whiteout, Atlanta grinds to a halt because of the snowfall. It's very clever. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from the names and authors, you don't need to want, have read Blackout to read Whiteout. Yeah. Because we haven't. Um, so Lauren, will yeah. you do us the honours of dropping the synop? Sure. It doesn't work when I say dropping. Drop, Drop the, synop. the synop. Atlanta is blanketed with snow just before Christmas, but the warmth of young love just might melt the ice in this novel of interwoven narratives. Black joy and cosy sparkling romance by the same unbeatable team of authors who wrote the New York Times bestseller Blackout. As the city grinds to a halt, 12 teens band together to help a friend pull off the most epic apology of her life but will they be able to make it happen in spite of the storm no one is prepared for this whiteout but then we can't always prepare for the most magical moments that change everything and so basically it's I would, if you have read um, Bear Town or any of that series it's kind of similar to that in that we follow lots of different characters individual stories but they all make up this one so basically the couple are called stevie and sola and stevie has up sola had organized a family dinner to come out to her family that stevie was her girlfriend and stevie turned up late and she wasn't on good form and so now she needs to apologize to sola and so stevie has banded all her friends together to do this apology. And but Stevie's very scientific and not very romantic, but Sola is very romantic. Yeah. So the only way Stevie can salvage the relationship is by making the most romantic gesture that she yeah. possibly can. And she needs some help for that. And so then we kind of meet all the individual friends and we get caught up in their love lives and what yeah. their romantic situation is. And they're kind of all in a different romantic situation. Yeah. And then they all sort of come together at the end to, yeah. to try and pull off this apology in the snow. And, you know, someone's stuck in traffic, someone's here because yeah. it's all snowy. Um, and so that was quite fun. And, and that's what kind of reminded me of Beartown in that it's like one group story, mm-hmm. but you really learn about the personal stories yeah. of everyone. Yeah. Um... And I'm just going to go to the back of the book for the author's note. Before you do the author's note, can I read... Please! ...the dedication? Okay, Cause I yeah, because I didn't... Because I actually um, listened, oh, listened to the audiobook, so I didn't get a dedication. So think. the dedication is, To black kids everywhere, your joy and love warm the hearts of the world, we still see you. And oh, it really gorgeous. gave me the goosebumps before I read the book. Yeah. Okay, so we will get into the book a bit, but I thought this was really fun when I listened to the author's note, um, is that it says, if you're curious about which author wrote which pieces of this big snowy love story, look no further than the following key. Stevie and Solo are written by the self-professed love grump of the group. Who's that? I don't know. Okay. Let's, let's go through all of okay, them and try okay. and dissect. Kaz was written by a Christmas queen, so someone else has a Christmas book. Okay. ER was written by the only Atlanta native among us who is also an airport lover. Jordan was written by the only author who is a rapper. Jimmy was written by the author who has always been a wannabe rock star and whose book, whose books always include music. 
Ava and Mason were written by the author who once wrote a kiss scene that lasted for four pages. Her editor made her shorten it. And side note, I think I said this to you last night. I think that's Natasha Yoon because you know, okay. in the sun is also a star. We're not at the karaoke place. They just kiss for fucking ages. I don't remember that part of the book, but I'm. I believe you're. I memory. did because it went on for so long, and I loved it. <laughs> I don't think we can figure out the key because we haven't read no, books by all of them. But now that I've read this them. key, I'm like Angie oh, Thomas no, no. could be the rap star because is Angie Thomas a rapper? No, because Thug is has so much like rap music so that's the music person then jimmy was written by the author who's always been a wannabe rock star and whose book always includes music okay or is she a love grump no she's not a love grump. okay so that's fun that's, that's a fun really little fun game, game in itself it's, you still don't know yeah <laughs> yeah that is fun and yeah and i was expecting them to be like jokes on you we all collectively wrote it <laughs> so i really like that actually they did all split off yeah me too I found it difficult at points to keep track of the number of characters in this book because essentially, what, there are six authors and there are probably six perspectives then. But even in those perspectives, like Portia, there's like two in each story. Yeah. 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 So that was quite difficult. But at the same time, you get to a point in the book where you're like, it actually doesn't matter if you were, yeah. whether you remember each of the personal stories or not so long as you stay in touch with Stevie and Sola's you know narrative arc then the rest of the book the rest of the char- characters are fine yeah yeah agree um, and even listening to it as an audio book which I like sometimes that might be confusing with more characters but they all had they had different voices which was oh fun. okay yeah um, and I I will say, Go on. this isn't as high on the festivometer for me, festometer. No, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. It's about the snowy weather, but that's kind of it. And I don't want to mean this in any disrespectful way. What are you about to say? <laughs> <laughs> Jess is like, we're going to have to cut this bit, aren't we? <laughs> um, I just got very confused about what time this was set in is it christmas eve or is it new year's eve because they were both thrown around a lot and the actual timings were quite integral to the plot in the sense that this big gesture had to be made by midnight but some chapters were talking about Christmas and some chapters were talking about New Year's Eve. That was actually kind of confused. Like, where are we? Okay, so I've got two points for you to say on that one. Go on. My first one is that for me, this was like 22nd of December. Like, it wasn't one of the days. And my second point is that I think the fact that it had to be by midnight really pinpoints how when you're a teenager, you are the most dramatic little thing. Yeah. And you're like, you have to apologise to me by midnight on this day. So I think, like... You would you would expect it to be either Christmas Day or New Year's Eve because of the midnight rule, but so I think was it that's neither? A, I think that's teenage angst, right? And for me, it's just like it's getting close to Christmas. Uh, okay, well that would be why I didn't pick up big Christmas vibes. Yeah, yeah, it's snowing. like you say, it was snowing. Yeah, but what but the, they were talking about this New Year's Eve party. No, I don't think it was New Year's was going Eve though. To. I think right, it's just okay. a well, it, it doesn't matter. It actually doesn't. Mm, yeah, clearly. But I'm sorry it confused you. Um, it's great representation in this book. And what I'm going to say, like, 
It, there it, are, it's great YA literature. Great YA, and it's got a lot of... Um, I mean, well, the, the main storyline is two girls in a relationship, so that's great. But it also... Most of the characters are gay or... Bye. But Bye. also Most, there's someone in here that's Jewish, there's someone in here that's Muslim. Like, yeah. it's got... Religious. It's great because it's not just about Christian Christmas. Yeah. It touches on a lot. Like, there's a character in it that's fasting. Yeah. And I thought that was really fab that they all kind of come together in this big group, but they're yeah. all different and they can all bring different perspectives to it. Yeah. And there are, let me tell you now, folks, just not many diverse Christmas books out no. there. And we really, we really hunted. We did because we, like, it's important to be able to talk about them and, you know, Fair enough, if people don't want to write Christmas books, that's absolutely yeah. fine. Isla Gordon didn't want to under her other name. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> clearly. It's only one time a year you yeah, can sell Yeah, but them. you know, we like to make sure that we're sharing all perspectives, so this is, and this you book wait, has got great representation, yes. I thought it was really, really fab. You read a good festive read last Christmas, didn't you, that had good diverse representation as Yeah, well. so that was The Royal Holiday yeah. um, so we'll add by Jasmine in. Gilroy. So we talk about that in last year's episode, so if you haven't listened to it yet, perfect time because it's Christmas, go and yeah. listen to it. So, mm-hmm. favourite book out of, rank them in order. Oh my goodness. We've got three each. I'm, oh. Oh. I'll go. Okay. I think I'm going to put Christmas Wish first, and that's probably because it was the first one I read. Okay. I'm going to put A Merry Little Meet Cute second just because I was not ready for that. And so okay. I'm going to put White Out third, which doesn't mean it's a bad book. It's just that I also read them in that... Yeah, I read them in that order. <laughs> okay. Well, mine is different because I didn't read them in this order. Okay. I'm going to go A Snowfall by the Sea. Oh, Just because it's very wholesome. Yeah. And I want... A, I look for wholesomeness in Christ- Christmas mm-hmm. reads. Then I'm going to go A Merry Little Meet Cute because it made me laugh, but I did have real anxiety and awkwardness reading mm. in public mm-hmm. and then I'm going to go white out great book just didn't get Christmas vibes yeah and this is the it's a Christmas. winter reco yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> maybe one for November folks we are not going into request a reco this week because everybody just wants festive recos so here you go we've drunk too much wine yeah honestly I'm over it <laughs> thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed today's episode then like subscribe leave a rating and review it costs you nothing but it genuinely means the world to us and you could always share our podcast with your reading buddy too and if you don't already then subscribe to our monthly newsletter at www.bookrecos.com for a roundup of our monthly recos See you next week. We'll be here. Hello. Lauren has grabbed my arm and wouldn't let me hit stop record. Because ages ago, Jess told me she listened to a podcast where they keep talking. They do a secret message at the end, just to see who listens to the end. And I've wanted to do it ever since she said So it. what's your secret? You can give a secret code word. That's what they do. So let's do a secret code word. Okay. And if you're still listening, then tag us on your stories with the secret code word. What should be the code word? It's got to be some Gordon. 
because we talked about Isla Gordon, but okay. just Gordon, okay? So okay. if you get in touch with us with Gordon, we will know. And we'll give you a discount on the reading. Journal. Oh my God, I love that. Okay. A little prize just for listening to our bullshit. I love yeah. it. Or we'll add it as a, a promo code on our website. So oh. if you put in the code Gordon, Gosh. we'll know that you've listened to the end of the episode. Fun, fun. Okay, so, so I'll do that now. Is so, that Gordon with an O? Yeah, it's Gordon with an Gordon, O. Yeah. G-O-R-D-O-N. <laughs> 